0: We start today's podcast on a very somber note. Last night, after a protest rally in my city in downtown Dallas, a gunman opened fire, striking 11 police officers and killing five of them. The police were there protecting a peaceful protest, which was a protest actually about the police, because earlier this week, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile were murdered by police officers in yet another act more acts of senseless violence. So let's take a moment of silence to remember all those who lost their lives in this past week. Thank you. Let's not let this violence win, y'all. Let's not let the terrorism win. Let's somehow try to find our humor on this day and stand together in love. In oneness in this special episode of the Jay Bright Show. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Get next on
0: 103.3 FM.
1: We'll go to guys that have Hall of Fame caliber. i smoking
0: herb and drinking burning liquor. Turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it up, yeah, turn it up, y'all, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jay Bright Show. I'm your host, Jay Bright, and despite the awfulness that has flooded our news this week, there has been some interesting sports headlines that I want to get into with with y'all today. So let's jump today off with some Roddy B talk. Roddy Buckets. The Dallas Mavericks finalized their free agency deals this week with Harrison Barnes, re-signing Dirk Nowitzki and trading for Andrew Bogut. Great additions and re additions to the squad, and I'll give you my grade on the Mavs free agency here in a little bit. But right now I wanted to discuss something else. Someone else. The great Rodrigue Beauvoir quite possibly has returned. The Dallas Mavericks invited a bunch of players, mostly young guys, to Summer League training camp and Roddy B was in attendance. He still owns a home in Frisco and uh, I was just saying not that long ago, I kid you not, that I was at Stonebriar Mall and I saw a guy that looked just like Roddy B. And I was like, nah, that can't be him. He's supposed to be in France or something. But... Hey, it may just have been Mr. Bobois. Anyways, nothing is set yet, but it got me excited that my favorite Mav and once promising player Roddy B could come back. I still remember that game. He dropped 40 points on Golden State back when Steph was just an afterthought. And Roddy B looked poised to becoming one of the all-time Mav greats. Then he broke his foot. Then he broke his hand. And it was all over for Roddy. Roddy went back to France, and I thought he was lost for good. But now he could come back. And I think I speak for all Mavs nation when I say, Free Roddy B! Roddy Buckets. Now let's talk about the biggest and most surprising moves of free agency so far. None bigger than Kevin Durant to the Warriors and Dwayne Wade to the Chicago Bulls. First KD to the Warriors was the most surprising thing I think I've ever seen in all my years of watching basketball. Last week, me didn't even see this as a possibility. So that just leaves another team that he could sign with in Golden State. But I can't see him doing that. Like, he he seemed like he was real buddy-buddy with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and that would just be really deadly. They would have Steph, at least for one season, they would have Steph, Clay, Durant, Draymond and it doesn't even matter who else you have because that four I think could possibly win 82 games and not lose a game but I just can't see him joining the team that just knocked him out of the playoffs Durant ain't wired that way uh he's a competitor I was wrong was I wrong no yes Yes, I was wrong. How could it be? I trusted in my guts, but ended up all nuts. I was wrong. How could it be? Listen to my brain, but ended up insane. The melons rolled over that lady. I went too far. How could it be? How did I go too far? (laughs) That song went too far. (laughs) Uh, Gotta love Adventure Time. Anyways, KD is gone from OKC, and there were so many reactions. Uh, Did he make the right decision? Is he lame for leaving? Does this move make him whack? I believe that this move makes him whack. Not because he left OKC, because OKC, that's not a fun place to be. I've I've been there once, and that was enough. But because he went to the team that just knocked him out of the playoffs. In horrible fashion, they were up 3-1, knocked him out. OKC okay, so should have won that series. Anyways, is, is there no competition anymore? I, I don't know. Stephen A. Smith said it best this past week. And while I don't like to agree with Mr. Stephen A., he made such great points on this one. So here he is in his latest rant on KD joining the Warriors.
2: How are you viewing this move from Durant? Well, I'm viewing it as the weakest move I've ever seen from a superstar, plain and simple. That's just how I look at it. Uh, It's not that he's leaving. Oklahoma City if you're not happy and you want to move on and you want to grow as a player or you know There's nothing wrong with that. He's one of the top three players in the world He's a quintessential superstar. He deserves all the credit in the world for the talent that he possesses But the flip side is this they were up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals Not one not two but three different times He was 48 minutes removed from um, getting to the NBA Finals by winning the Western Conference three times he failed particularly in game six And you depart for the team that beat you when you're on the cusp of getting to the finals yourself or ultimately winning the championship for the franchise that you've been with since you've come into the NBA. I think it's incredibly weak. And I don't want to hear any comparisons to that of LeBron James when LeBron James left Cleveland for South Beach. When LeBron left Cleveland, the covet was bare. Uh, he was the basically he was basically the only dude in Cleveland. It was LeBron James and a bunch of no-names. In the case of Kevin Durant, you have one of the top five players in the world as your teammate. You've got Billy Donovan, who's proven to be an exceptional coach. You've got a coaching staff. You've got a first-class organization. You've got Enos Canton, Stephen Adams, and all of these boys. You are legitimately a champion championship contender you are the difference you are the superstar and you depart for the team that beat you that's been that's the two-time reigning uh defending western conference champions who's won a championship in the last two years you're jumping on a bandwagon as far as i'm concerned that's just the way that i look at it i don't think there's any way to deny that uh, you know, all the reporters, whether it's Ramona, it's Chris Boussard, everybody doing an exceptional job, you know, pointing out the things that they point out. I don't disagree with anything anybody is saying, but in the end, what it comes down to is that Kevin Durant is one of the top three players in the world, and he ran away from... From the challenge that he faces in order to jump on the bandwagon of a team that's a little bit better, that's already rife with at least one superstar, a couple of guys that can really, really get it done. I just view it as him jumping on the bandwagon, and I think it's the weakest move I've ever seen by a superstar, plain and simple.
0: Well said, Mr. Smith. Uh, Anyways, also, Dwayne Wade also changed teams. He left the Miami Heat and joined the Chicago Bulls. Now this one right here has me scratching my head. Do the Bulls really think getting rid of D-Rose and Joe Kim Noah and adding Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo makes them that much better? I thought they were in tank mode, or at least sort of throwing in the towel. You know, like, we don't want to really finish that high. We're kind of giving up this season, because Cleveland probably will still beat us, and so we don't really have a chance this year. But the moves that they made is like we're trying to win now, but we assembled the most unfit pieces of all time. It's it's really weird, very confusing moves. They they are about the same team talent level-wise as last year, I think. And that team didn't have a chance. It didn't have a chance against Cleveland, didn't have a chance against Toronto or even Boston. Or Indiana this year. I don't. I don't know. There's there's so many other teams that I think are better. New York this year. I think that that have a better roster than Chicago. And like I said before, none of these pieces seem to fit together. Ron, Rondo and D Wade. Uh, I remember a time when uh, D Wade broke Rajon Rondo's arm in a playoff series. You remember that? so i'll I'll be in, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works out i i I can't wait for basketball season though this is gonna be a very interesting season. It's gonna be some good stuff now I said that I would give my grade for the Mavs off season thus far so here it is it's grading time. Let's take' them to school. to be. Oh. (laughs) Wait, we we all jamming like I was? Okay, I'm gonna play the whole thing. Run that back. (laughs) That brought back memories. So uh, here's my grade. I give the Mavs a B-. So here's my reasoning behind that. Uh, last season, I felt like the Mavs overachieved. They had a decent squad, but Coach Rick made them boys play above the level where they should have been. I would have given that team a C-plus for last season. So taking that into consideration, you go from the c plus, you go up to B, a B-minus. I, I think that this team is slightly better than that team, on paper at least. I haven't seen them play yet. In our system, I think Harrison Barnes is a better fit and will be better than Chandler Parsons was. Knockdown shooter, more athletic, and more rangy on defense. And I think that Andrew Bogut is an upgrade over Zaza Pachula. He's not going to be the best center in the NBA, but his defense is better, and he's a lot bigger and more athletic than Zaza Pachula. He'll be a solid defensive player alongside Dirk, uh, a defensive center, and, you know, that's what Dirk needs to play with. He needs a defensive big man to go alongside of him, and Andrew Bogut can do that. Uh, Justin Anderson and Dwight Powell are another season uh, more experienced, And I'm excited to see what Seth Curry can do uh, when given a chance. Now, he was solid for Sacramento last season when given an opportunity, so I hope he gets some burn for the Mavs in a Raymond Felton type of role for the Mavericks. And that brings us to why I only gave them a B- and not just a solid B. I believe the loss of Raymond Felton will be bigger than what people think. Felton was at times our second best player on the floor last season. And was he was a part of that closing team in the fourth quarter in most of the games. In most games, he was out on the court at the end of the fourth quarter. So I think he'll be missed. But if the Mavs can free Roddy B, then that'll upgrade this to a B or maybe even a B plus this offseason. Free Roddy B! Free Roddy B! Free Roddy B! Roddy Buckets... Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be back with more of the Jay Bright Show right after this.
1: Roddy Buckets.
0: My name is Scooter Williams, and the day before my seventh birthday, I fell into an ant pile. While in this ant pile, a swarm of wasps flying overhead swooped down and stung me over five times. While sitting in a pile of ants and a head full of wasp stings, I vowed to myself that I would kill every single bug and insect on planet Earth. I hate them with the passion of a religious zealot. Speaking of religion, of all the biblical plagues, I hate the locust plague the most. For the last 30 years, my anger and rage has fueled my business. Scoot and boot those insects out pest control. I have harnessed my hate for insects and unleashed the wrath of fury on bugs in and around the Dallas Metroplex. I will kill those bugs in any way that I can. Chemicals, my boot, my bare hands, or any object that could end the life of an insect. Go to ScootAndBoot.com or call 972-BUG-BOOT. I also hate rats and spiders.
1: My name is Scott McGrath. The day before my 8th birthday, I fell in a pile of fire ants and suffered significant wounds on over 70% of my body. Since that day, I have made a solemn vow to kill every insect on planet Earth. I hate them with the passion of a religious zealot. Speaking of religion, of all the biblical plagues, I hate the locust plague the most. For the last 12 years, my white hot rage has materialized in the form of my business, McGrath Pest Control. I have harnessed this unforgivable intolerance of insects and released the wrath of my fury on bugs in and around the homes of Houston. I will kill those bugs in any way that I can. Chemicals, my boot, my bare fist, or any other object that can end the life of an insect. Call 281-469-8240 and give me the honor of killing bugs at your house. I also hate rats and spiders. Go to McGrathPestControl.com.
0: Welcome back to the Jay Bright Show. Now, in the real world, it's been a tough week in news and in life. But over in the sports world, it's been a tough couple of weeks for the Texas Rangers. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger... I'd better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be. Now, after splitting a series with the horrible Yankees and then dropping a series to the Minnesota Twins, the Rangers lost another series this week to the Red Sox and got destroyed 10-1 last night to the last-place Twins. It's been a horrible display of pitching, fielding, hitting, just horrible all around, just getting beaten every facet of the game. Now I'm going to chalk it up to fatigue as the all-star break is right around the corner, and maybe the players are thinking about that, but speaking of that, only Ian Desmond and Cole Hamels made the all-star team. Now that, that doesn't seem right for the first place team in the AL, but I digress. I hope it's just fatigue and, and the lack of not having you, Darvish, and I hate to say it, but not having Derek Holland. Uh, without your normal rotation, the team just looks pretty bad. And it looks like it's time to add a few more arms, J.D. Texas needs another starter, uh, another reliever or two. Uh, The only thing I ask is don't do it at the expense of trading Profar. The kid's only getting better, and he needs to be a Ranger when he turns into a star. And oh, he will be. The Rangers are still first in the AL East, and I have faith that they'll get it together. I mean, there's still a lot of games left, people. Still a lot of games. Baseball is a very long season, so no no need to overreact just yet. They'll get it together. Now, I was going to go with an internet be fooling this week, but recently I haven't seen much funniness on the internet lately. So, scratch that. So, the ESPN body issue is out. And yes, Kristen Press is everything that I'd hoped for, but... Turn the page and big old Vince Wilfork is there staring at me in all of his naked glory. So, I had a crazy idea. I was was just thinking the wheels were turning. What if they did the body issue for sports analysts and announcers? (laughs) You know, the, the journalists. The journalism. You know, journalists. I would do it. So, here's my list of who should be. And the sports reporter, announcer, whatever. Body issue for ESPN. Rachel Nichols. For some reason, she's hot to me. I, I think it's because she's down with the calls on Twitter. Uh, Molly, whatever. Molly something from First Take. Obvious. Obvious choice. Carrie Champion. She has to be in there. Uh, Hannah Storm. Yep, Hannah Storm. She, she might be my favorite. Uh, Sage Steele. Of course, uh, Doris Burke. (laughs) Now that would be a page turner, uh, Aaron Andrews, of course. I don't even think she's in ESPN or on ESPN, but she's got to be in there. And finally, Michelle Beadle. Yep. No, no. Let me scratch whatever I said before. She's my favorite. Uh, No, those are the women. Now I, 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 have to do this. I, I ain't forget about the ladies and and my friends of the homosexual community, uh, here's the guys ESPN should use. Pause. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> uh, Skip Bayless, even though he just left ESPN, that's entertaining. Uh, Colin Cowherd. Yeah, he's he's not even ESPN at all anymore. He's Fox. Uh, <laughs> Michael Wilbon. <laughs> If you throw in Wolf, I might as well do Uh uh, Dan Levitard. <laughs> Bomani Jones. Yeah, he probably would do it. I don't know. He's crazy. Uh, <laughs> and Poppy. <laughs> Just put the whole cast of Highly Questionable in there. Now, <laughs> what I'm pictured in my head is I'm thinking they do, like, a, a three-person group shoot, you know, like tandem, three people. <laughs>
2: I think I speak for all those girls when I say Ew! <laughs> All right
0: All right, that's too far, that's too far Uh, gotta throw Woody Page in there Gotta see that Uh, <laughs> And lastly, Ben Simmons <laughs> Oh wait, Bill Not Ben Simmons That's the horrible basketball player That people keep comparing to LeBron But he's actually Lamar Odom And I'm gonna keep saying that No, not Ben Simmons <laughs> Bill Simmons even though I know he hates ESPN right now, that would be hilarious and that would make for a good magazine and everyone would buy that. Put this into the hands of the proper people and make this happen. It'd be a top seller. ESPN, you're welcome. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite segment of all time Games to Watch This Weekend! <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you're up early enough, you can see Serena Williams in the finals of Wimbledon at 8 a.m. Central Time. Now, I don't know who she's playing, but it doesn't matter. Serena is everything and she will win tomorrow. Also, later that night, the Rangers play the Twins at 8 p.m. and hopefully they win. For crying out loud, it's the Twins! Now, if you're into soccer, or as the rest of the world calls it, football. The European Championship final is on Sunday at 2 p.m. Ronaldo and Portugal take on Pogba in France, and a final showdown you don't want to miss. Well, folks, that's my time, and I hope you enjoyed this sports update. I'll be out of town for the next two weeks, so for the next two weeks, (laughs) I sadly will not be providing you with any of my superior sports knowledge. (laughs) Now, for real, I'll be back in two weeks with another episode of The Jay Bright Show. But I just wanted to say this before I close this episode. Uh, Violence on top of more violence is never the answer, people. If the past week has taught us anything, it's that we need to come together more than ever right now. The streets is crazy, and both sides need to come to an understanding before it's too late. Love everyone, because everyone... And everything is love. All right, I'm out. Peace.
1: The time has come for me to go. I've had so much fun entertaining y'all. Till the next time or maybe the next show, I'll see you. When I see you, I holler.
0: Tell your friends about me.